Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. And I was a bad guy because I went to the strip club. The Take with Andy Sweeney. Strip clubs in Nashville are nothing like strip clubs in Atlanta. And James Strebel. The food at these Atlanta strip clubs are better than a five-star restaurant. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. You can't eat no buffet at some nasty We're talking about Magic City Wings. Is that what we're talking about? Everybody was so skeptical about like going to the strip club for food. And every single person that's ever had those wings at Magic City was like, no, 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 no. Trust me. Those wings at Magic (laughs) City are well worth it. Boy, little, oh boy, that's loud. Little bit of a theme. Yeah, we're in studio. I'm in studio. Justin's in studio. Liquor Bar in studios. Noah, I almost called him Satterfield. No, No James Strebel today. Big Rig uh, out today, parent-teacher conferences. We were having a conference around the office that anyone that had a parent-teacher conference by like eighth grade, you were in trouble. You did something. You were a jackass uh, in some sort of way. See, he, uh, But he will be on time actually at three o'clock, a little winter break for the big guy. So uh, we'll see him Thursday and Friday. All right. Welcome in. It's the take on ESPN 680. Andy Sweeney. That's me. Justin, go ahead. Hit your sounder. Justin, all this from a slice I got my gold. Sofro. Justin Sofro joins us producing today's effort, and we are absolutely loaded today. Uh, loaded differently than just the normal James Strebel loaded. Uh, we'll have Michael Borky join us, Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll talk with him uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Pat Forty joins us at 4 o'clock. And Mark Wise, uh, ESPN College basketball analyst, also will be on the call of tonight's game. Mississippi State and Kentucky. Before we dive into anything, I'm going to get Justin's thoughts more as we go today. Uh, So Bobby V was not in the studio today. But, you know, he's in the studio some. Double D's in the studio. Obviously, we do a lot from the Mobile Liquor Barn Studios. Every day, you got a little Issel. You got a little Louie. Maybe you got uh, Mike Gandolfo today. What a Cam Drummond. Enough with the soccer cam, Drummond. We'll get to, we'll get to that. He's like, I'm Scottish. I'm like, oh boy, now another whole. We're not the Scottish sect. league. We not, don't need yeah, the Scottish now league. That's I, lower than yeah, Italy. Yeah, exactly. Like another <laughs> one. I gotta learn another one of these leagues. Anyway, and so I'm like, you know, I wipe down the studio. I wipe, you know, look clean. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And I'm like, well, I, I, I was like, man, I got these disinfecting wipes, you know, the little wipes that were like gold when it was COVID and everything else. And and so I'm like, well, surely, you know, it's it's been a it's been a little while, a couple weeks since we've been here in studio. Surely these are gone. Surely they've been used up. 
Dude, there might be more in here now than than <laughs> when I was in here two weeks ago. I've never one time seen anybody on. even touch that. Like I've seen Bob like no leave insult, a cup and like no Lou, yeah, no Louie, yeah. no Bobby V, nope. no Nicky no V, Baker. nobody, no Phil Baker, no Nick Curran. I go down the list. Everyone at ESPN Louisville's been in here slobbering on each other. Not one of them. Not one of them wiped the mouse down to the UPS jobs text line. They're animals. They're animals. And this is why I don't eat after these people. This is why I don't do it. I can't. Because I've seen their hands. I've seen where they go. I've seen them use the restroom. Do I hear the water go off before they leave? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Also, there's it's it's either the let's say we had matza pizza today. So it's either listen, it's either blood or it's pasta sauce that's in that's in the bathroom right now. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm like, Nick, who is bleeding? <laughs> I was about to step in it already. I was about to already make the comment. There's only one person here. There's nothing oh, else. Oh, man. That's it. I'm yeah, not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm I not doing it. You don't have to do it. Uh, 437-9680 is the UPS jobs text line today. Uh, you feel as well that, like, here. here's the analysis before I have, like, two Kentucky angles. And then also I got to get, I mean, Kentucky fans are embarrassing themselves with the Will Levis stuff. The Raiders would be a perfect matchup. Left like, us. no, they wouldn't. The Raiders would not be a perfect matchup for any, for, for any young quarterback going in there. No, they're dysfunctional anyway. So we can dive into that. Um, but UofL... Virginia's going to be ugly tonight, right? Like, that's the only piece of analysis we really need to give? Yeah, it's, it's over. 77-47, like, you have to be patient. You have to be, uh, at the right time, aggressive with Virginia. You have to deal that all of their players have been in college for 33 years. I mean, they have Armand Franklin is on. Armand Franklin will score double-digit points tonight. I mean, that's like Jack's junior year of college in Bloomington. Armand <laughs> Come on, Franklin. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of a bunch of dudes, white dudes probably, who have sat for like four years to get their chance to be upset in the NCAA tournament, well, Virginia. I don't have any other analysis than I picked Virginia to win the ACC. I picked them to go to the Final Four. So right now, them being like, uh, I think they were a three and now they're like a two, being like a two seed and the thought process that they grind Louisville, Louisville doesn't hit threes. What are you smiling about? Do you have it's, something over there you want to play? No, it's just it's the college basketball Rubik's Cube. That's what it is. It's, you, only Louisville can never figure it out. Doesn't matter what coach comes in. Doesn't matter who's playing for the team. They're not going to figure it out. So have fun. Get your white guys. Go let them let them go off while Zan Payne is bricking threes. That's, <laughs> well, there we that go. Might be, really? That's it? I mean, that's all you had? What, what crappy I, analysis? That's, 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 that's where they left me. I can't even crush anymore because it's just who cares? Texas, I don't care Texas now. says, hey guys, at 104 Bob said, give me a Hummer. Yes, they were talking cars, and yes, it's been marked. Thank you. We always appreciate the audience helping us out for the mixtape on Friday, but I can assure you we're good to go. Texter, did Furman have an Italian sub for lunch today? We'll get to, again, we got a long day. We don't have Strebel to save us with his nonsense today. Uh, Texter, mark that I've seen them go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. Occasionally that water doesn't hit, though. 
occasionally that water doesn't hit. Nope. Uh, it, it just it just is what it is. It worries me. He know it doesn't need to worry you. It's right there in front of you. That's why I don't need here. Yeah, but <laughs> that's why I don't need it. I'm good. It's, I also get here late enough that it's already yeah. Been, you get here. You the know, yeah. have already got no. Yeah, you know, it's if been I there. got here earlier, it'd be different. It'd be different. All right, four three seven nine six eighty. A couple different things tonight besides the ugly uh, ugliness that could happen at the Yum Center tonight. Uh, I, I want to try to do two things here. We need to break at about three twenty three twenty one or so, uh, Justin, to get Michael Borky. He's on the air uh, in, in at the top of the hour there in uh, in Mississippi. Listen, you guys know I like Chris Jans. He's done a good job. And in many bracketologies, including, I mean, I, I think the Corsi's, including... Excuse me, Joe Lenardi. I mean, there are some. Uh, maybe Jerry Palm. I, I know there were a couple that have had that have had Mississippi State the last team in, and that have had Kentucky the, the first team out. So again, I know it's February. I know it's not Selection Sunday. But when we talk about a team that could be seen like you, Kentucky had passed a few of those tests. When when you thought of a couple weeks ago, Florida. When you thought of Texas A and M, uh, you're like, okay, they're beating teams that they're going to be talked about in the same vein as. Uh, and then we see what happened double digit loss blown out in the second half against Arkansas uh, and then if you throw a clunker up tonight or heck at this point it's not even about like like it, it like a two-point loss isn't a good thing like at this point it's very black and white you got to win that's always the case but people want to massage the fact that it's not about wins and losses when we know it's about wins and losses so I want to dive into that but but quickly I, I think for me and Justin's frustrated. I was going to talk about this yesterday, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be, you know, solo, if you will, on Wednesday. But you know, through the through the obviousness of wins and losses, I was talking to Mangus Mark Ennis. I think he even agreed with me. Maybe he'll he'll take this take, and he and Biscuit will run with it. But I, I think the one reason around here that people are so frustrated is is because we don't feel like we know what the avenue is to get out of the predicament that we are in. And on top of it, for whatever reasons, and I'll get to those reasons, and they're different between UofL and Kentucky, but for those reasons... How can you sit there and think that there is going to be substantial change with both programs? Again, Louisville fans got so damn lucky with Scott Satterfield understanding I'll go anywhere to reset my career and go get that five-year deal. And if they want to fire me in three years, baby, I'm just going to keep the train of making three, four million dollars rolling. He understood that. He understood he was going to be one and done, even though he would have brought in like Ruben Owens. He would have brought it. I mean, that that's the oddity to all of this. And you can tell how much that they didn't give a damn about, about him and vice versa. And so Louisville fans enter, could have very well entered this season on the football side and the basketball side, Justin, to where you were in this sense of hopelessness. Yeah. Waiting for Scott Satterfield to fail, but also having big time recruits on campus, like trying to navigate that. 
And by the way, maybe with this schedule, Scott Satterfield would have looked a lot better. Oh, he would have won that ninth game. Oh, Blake, you would have loved it. Dieter, not so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so you now that got taken away. Your sins got washed away. You did not have to worry about it on the football side. Great. And on the basketball side, that's going to be a different story. It's just going to be a different story. And on the Kentucky side, I I could run down all of the different reasons. I mean, John Calipari just reset his coaching staff. He just reset his coaching staff a couple years ago with Orlando Antigua and Chin Coleman. And by the way, both of those guys are doing their job, getting dudes to go to Kentucky. Now that they have got, you know, the cycles lined up, if you will, they're getting dudes that go to Kentucky. You just brought in KT Turner because Lucas went to, uh, what, Duke and Shire. I mean, again, is that the, I mean, you you say getting rid of KT Turner or making sure Bruiser Flint goes somewhere else, that's going to be the fundamental change. Bruiser Flint's not an assistant coach. That's going to be the fundamental change. So if you're a Kentucky fan, where is the pivot? If you're a Louisville fan, you know. Whether you like, dislike, anywhere in the middle, you know that Kenny Payne's going to be back. I mean, then the only thing you can do with U of L is, okay, there's a few guys to go, okay, if Josh Jameson's not back, that's a start probably for some Louisville fans, as mean as that is to say, the day after Valentine's Day, I think that would be celebrated in an odd, perverse way around here. And, of course, the next guy would be great, just like Josh Jameson was great, just like, I mean, which to the point with, with Kenny Payne, like, They can't bring it back. How big of a difference would it be on the staff? The frustration that I gather is when you feel like at the end of the year, you're not going to get uh, off-season satisfaction. Someone someone needs beheaded when you win three, four games – and have this type of a season. Someone needs to be beheaded. You understand what I mean, beheaded? Oh, I know. Do you understand Brett Favre? I don't mean actually <laughs> chopping their heads off, Brett Favre. Like, like someone, it can't be we're going to roll things back. And you might say, well, Sweeney, you're not going to believe Cal anyway or give him the benefit of the doubt. Fair. Well, you know, sorry. Don't don't have four or five bad years. I don't know what to tell you. Sorry. No. He, and he may flip things around and he may go out and change his staff and, and change something within the program, but right now, Louisville and Kentucky fans are smart enough to realize that the core, and even more than the core, I mean, the, I mean, the, the personality of their programs is not going to change to next year. And you know that, and you're a Kentucky fan, and you're hoping you beat Mississippi State tonight, and a first-year coach who took over for Ben Howland, who had ruined the program. I mean, Chris Jans is doing, to me, he's the SEC coach of the year if you're not going to give it to Nate Oates, who has the best team right now in college basketball. I mean, if you're a Louisville fan, the frustration, I think, and Justin, I'll let you go, is is you, you want... You, you want blood when there is a bad season. That is what every fan base wants. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Scott Satterfield played that card. John Calipari has played that card. <laughs> at, at some point, I mean, at some point, Jeff Brom and Purdue played that card on the defensive yeah. side, and you can only do that so many times. Uh, and that's where Kentucky is, and where U of L is, is the fans want something. 
you know, someone being beheaded for some reason gives us confidence that now the virus is out of our system and we're ready to go. Not nearly always true, but that's what fan bases want. And I'm not sure what you're going to get this offseason, if anything. My my main issue is like the difference, like what you're going to change in the offseason Scott Satterfield kind of did something that I feel like these two guys can't do because Scott Satterfield changed everything about the way that he that he went about the future. As in, he actually started recruiting, or he got the guys to start dropping bags, and he actually started recruiting. Calipari has the recruiting class coming in, but the problem is that's what Calipari does. You expect that. He has to have something else on top of that to make you feel any better because it's like same old song and dance once again. Kenny Payne, what, what can he do? I guess he can go in the transport portal, but I'm sorry, getting guys like Sky Clark is not going to excite me. That's not it. Like, retread guys who I mean, it's a start. Issues. All this is a start. We'll see. We'll He's got to we'll start see if he somewhere. Makes it onto the, yeah, we'll see if he makes it onto the to the court. Texas says, how bad are sports in the city and state that Sweeney's opening talking about Satterfield? Do you think that's a Satterfield take that I just gave you? <laughs> did, did anything, did we, did we have a culmination that ended the crescendo? Was the crescendo breaking down Satterfield? No. It was to talk about the teams now and to talk about the teams teams what we're going to see I, I just it is um it, it's it's a what it is it's a difficult spot to be in because Kentucky has played this card on the basketball side and it didn't pay off it's one reason why on the football side someone like Mark Stoops really need to go win games because at some point you can only sell like seven wins you can only sell for so long hey we're going to the next level that's where Mark Stoops finds himself now, is uh, is saying now we're going to go to the next level. I mean, that's coming off a season they just lost to Vanderbilt in South Carolina, <laughs> both at home, both at Kroger Field. Like It's like one of those things where, I, I mean, God bless him, he's going to try, but if we start analyzing him on... Hey, I mean, he's kind of saying we want to be the gold standard. It's like Cal. Like, I'm sorry. I know Mike disagreed with this Mike DeCourse yesterday. Like, he, that's what he believes they're, they're trying to be. And they're not that. And I feel like if you're a Kentucky fan, I don't know where the pivot is. You've done the coaching search thing. You know you have players. It's like this year's not a Final Four team. But they're not this. They're also not this. They're somewhere in between, which would make them like a six seed. A seven seed. That's what they should be. They should be in the six, the tricky six eleven game. That's the conversation that we should be having. So I wanted to throw that out there. You know, the other thing, uh, just time wise, I want to get Michael on here because uh, I because I want to respect he is going on the air. I told him I will call you sometime here. Four three seven nine six eighty. The other thing, and we'll play the Mike DeCourcy sound later. Uh, so that's a cue to you for man that we'll play that later because you're you're controlling the Louisville Geek sound machine today. The other thing, and 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 I find this to be, I find this to be interesting now, and I'm wondering if Mike DeCourcy is going to be in the majority or minority in this. But it sure feels like, and Chris, uh, I believe Fisher wrote about this. Um, oh goodness, uh, which one? Cat's paws. He's cat's paws, I believe. Twenty four seventeen. He made the point as well. It's now starting to pick up that the freshman class for Kentucky with DJ Wagner and company is going to be the savior. Is going to be the savior. I mean that that's that that's how it's going to be viewed. That these are now cow guys, and I know Strebel's ranted about it, and that's fine. But since when did basketball bennies want to go with a team that's going to be at 
absolutely predicated uh, with freshmen. And when I mean absolutely predicated with freshmen, they're going to start for freshmen. And if Rob Dillingham makes it, there's a chance they start five freshmen. Okay? Since when do people accept that in college basketball? Where the guy that's been around the block has never been more valued. I mean, guys from mid-majors who are double-digit scores are coveted players on, on legit teams that can make a run in March. And so, like, wait a minute. I thought we all went to the older player, the, you know, the transfer, that sort of thing. Now Cal's limping in with DJ Wagner and a bunch of 18 and 19 year olds. And now it's like, oh yeah, that's the way you do it. And I'm like, okay, that might be the case. Um, but you guys are putting the savior mentality onto these kids. Also something the basketball Betty's do not like doing. You know, I think oh. it's, today's supposed to be a weird Wednesday, but Strebel's not here, so we're not doing that. But like, it's supposed to be a weird Wednesday, and this is the only time that I can really look at it is like maybe we hit, like we hit, what did they say? You go into a different timeline or something like that. That's the only thing that can make sense to me is this year, everything has changed. All the, the, <laughs> the, the talking points have flipped. We there went into a entire, black hole. Yeah, now it's all there the players' fault. It's now, all that. Yeah, now it's, yeah, that's now a great point. Classes matter. Right. We never could blame the players. Yeah, yeah the evidence but, of what's here yes, doesn't matter anymore. Yes, but maybe it's, you know, may, yeah. No, no, you're exactly right. Listen, that's a veto. You're exactly right. It's a, it's an upside down universe. What's the show on Netflix? The upside, with the upside Upside down oh, uh, with the kids. Things. Have you? You don't let me guess. You don't like. I, no, it. I got two seasons in. It's I just, okay. I, I just never picked it back up. It's fine. It's, yeah, my it's wife fine. did. She watched it without me, so I just. Oh, that's nice of her. Yeah, my wife does that occasionally. And there's a few things I'm like, well, I was done. I'm just never going to see it now. Like, I feel like I'm just never going to see it now. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm glad you're enjoying this. Oh man. Well, I heard the third season wasn't that good, but whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. It's it's it pulls on the strings of 80s and 90s kids. I mean, you know what I'm saying? The nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's doing. You love this. Yes, you love this, even though it's the same storyline every single season. Four three seven nine six eighty. Michael Borky joins us. Uh, next, we'll talk some Mississippi State basketball with him. Pat Forty at four o'clock. Mark Wise, ESPN, in the five o'clock hour. We're loaded. Got you to six o'clock on ESPN six eighty. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. Time now for The Take with Andy Sweeney. Our father who art in Lexington, glorious is your name. Your championship come, your will be done in the NBA as it is in Lexington. Give BBN this day our yearly tweak. Lead us not to the NIT, but deliver us from basketball bennies. For yours is the championship and the glory and the Hall of Fame forever. Amen. And James Strebel. That's pretty good. (laughs) On ESPN 680 and 1057. Got a lot going on. 
reached out to Lachlan McLean during the break. He works at Spectrum until like 7, 7, 15, Justin. Ha, <laughs> ha, Oh, he does have a change of clothes. Go as a businessman special. Come on. I got two seats for Locke. How about that? Come on, Locke. Let's get out of Spectrum early. Let's go. It's Louisville, Virginia. You're a two seed. You can dominate the cards on their own home floor. You can win the game, you know, 15, 20, 30 points. Oh, anyway, that pregame coverage, uh, 5 30. I don't know why I respect Virginia so much. It's <laughs> just a lot of respect I'm giving them. Uh, 5 30 pregame, you can catch that over on 93 9 The Ville, that play by play at 7 o'clock. And then at 9 30 with Ethan Moore. The Coors Light post-game show uh, will have you covered for that. Also, you heard the promos, 8.45 tonight. We'll have Texas A&M and Arkansas right here. That's a good game on ESPN, 680-1057. We'll cut out of that. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post-game show uh, coming your way. James Strebel, Jason Entz, around 10.30 or so will be the first place that will take your calls, texts, and everything else. We'll get you set up tonight. Big one there uh, in Stark Vegas. Let's talk to Michael Borky. We'll talk to Mississippi State. State hoops with him and a lot more. Uh, Michael, what's up, man? It's been a few months. How are you, man? How's everything going? It's going really well. Good. Around here, baseball season uh, starts in two days, and everybody's fired up about that. It's, it's funny. We live in completely opposite states where you guys are. <laughs> you know, I've never done radio in Kentucky, but if I assume if you don't talk basketball, you don't have a show for very long. Michael, it's we're, like that we're in hell. We're in hell. The teams around here stink. Dude, they stink. I mean, Kentucky tonight, they could win. But Kentucky very much is, you know, I I don't think they make the tournament. If they do, I have no, you know, illusions that they're going to make some run deep into March. And Louisville's won three games. Michael, three games. (laughs) They face Virginia tonight. I, I couldn't fathom that. I mean, oh. it, like, in the opposite of, of you guys is, is us with baseball. I mean, if we don't get baseball, oh, I know. Uh, we would get killed here. But State, after winning a national championship, finished last in the SEC last year. So oh, my God. Well, they, the Reds? Yeah, they, oh, my goodness. When's the last time the football teams there were both, like, really bad? I mean, I don't know. Matt Luke and who else? No offense to Matt Luke. Uh, when's the last uh, time they were both bad? Houston Nutt had a two and ten in his last year at Ole Miss. That okay, was, uh, that was brutal. <laughs> I mean, they, Louisiana showed up that season to Oxford, and and I went to the game. I was a student at the time, and there was probably fifteen thousand people in seats. <laughs> Watch this get beat by twenty by Louisiana Tech. Yeah, that was uh, that was really. Really bad. State hasn't been bad for quite some time. I mean, Sylvester Crew, I guess, was when it got real bad. Then they hired Dan Mullen, and mm-hmm. they immediately got consistently good. So it's been been a while for them. Michael Borky with us, Sports Talk Mississippi. You can catch them. He's actually going on the air here in about 30 minutes, so we'll keep him just a few moments uh, here on this Wednesday. Well, I'm a big fan of Chris Jans. I mean, I didn't know very much about him. Interviewed him at the uh, at the Final Four. You know, you have your little table there, and they bring around a bunch of coaches and spent 10 minutes with him, talked a little bit afterwards. And, I mean, I like the guy, and he has turned uh, what, what seems, at least from where I am, you know, Ben Howland, we thought that was going to be good, and it was consistently, what, 
you know, 12, 16 losses, uh, something like that. And boom, right now, Mississippi State, if it were to start today, would be in the NCAA tournament. So big picture, coaching change, hope there in basketball. Where does everybody stand at Mississippi State as they have Kentucky coming into, uh, into town tonight? Yeah, people are obviously really fired up because anytime Kentucky comes to your place, people are excited. I mean, Ole Miss is a disaster right now. Uh, Kermit Davis is going to get fired at the end of the season. And when Kentucky went to Oxford a few weeks ago, student section was packed and the crowd was good. It's mm-hmm. going to be the same thing tonight. I mean, it, when Kentucky comes, regardless of where they are, it's, it's a big deal. But this is a fan base, man, that's been just clamoring for decent basketball for so long. Like, even under Ben Howland, they went to the tournament once, but mm-hmm. were one and done, got beat by Liberty, and it was like a 10-30 central start. So it just <laughs> even the tournament team was, like, not exciting at all. Uh, just could never string a bunch of wins together and even really get to this point. Uh, what Chris James has done so far is remarkable because I'm going to be honest with you, there Smith is a good player. He's a veteran, uh, but he doesn't do anything remarkable, and the team can't score. They don't have a true ball handler. They don't have anybody that's good from the outside shooting. Uh, the the play style is we're just going to drag you down into the mud and beat you up with rocks, and yet they're winning. It, it is exclusively, at least in my opinion, a good coaching job for, for why they're in this spot because the roster that they have – shouldn't be in this spot. They don't have anybody that can score the basketball. They're bad in so many spots, and yet they just outwork and out-tough people. And that is clearly a Chris Jan's identity. And for that to be what they are already, without, honestly, like it's not like he attacked the transfer portal super hard and he rebuilt the entire roster and they have a bunch of NIL money to buy a, a brand-new team. It's a bunch of guys that have been there. Uh, largely for a while and they weren't particularly good and yet they've strung a bunch of wins together chris james is the man i mean it's it's a tough basketball team that's just going to outwork you and outfight you and that's what they do and it's worked for you know it's interesting i'm i'm texting with my producer that i'm going to replay your answer later in the show and the reason why is number one uh it is unlike louisville what you just described (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a team that was tough uh, and they can muck you up and can go win some games. Kentucky is not that. And number two, you know, Kenny Payne's a, a first-year coach at U of L, and you know it, whether Mississippi State makes the NCAA tournament or not, Michael. You guys know here is the plan. Here is how we are going to play. Here is somewhat of an identity that I am giving this basketball team as a coach and as a coaching staff. We don't have that at Louisville right now. Uh, I'm so. Again, if you make the NIT, Mississippi State, at least you know uh, that, that you can get something out of not very much. And what's so interesting, I'll follow up Michael Borky there with us in Mississippi, is I'm looking at the team and I recognize, obviously, uh, some of the names, many of the names. And I wrote down, nothing with the roster stands out. WTF. It just seems like a bunch of solid players. And that's exactly what you just said. Nothing stands that's out. Exactly- that, that's exactly what they are. I mean, there, there's nothing about this team that says they should be an NCAA tournament team, and yet here they are. And, and that's underselling Smith a, a little bit. He's a, he's a quality big. You know, he, he's not somebody that's going to play at the next level. Uh, he's got a really limited skill set. He, he doesn't at all 
stretch the floor. I mean, he is a, he is a 1990s big. You know, he doesn't <laughs> shoot the basketball. But when they run offense through him, it, it works. They did it in Fayetteville. They kind of played inside out. And, and that day, they made outside shots. They shot 60% from three in their win in Arkansas. That'll never happen again. They're right. not a good three-point shooting team at all. But because they ran the offense through him, they got some nice open looks. I mean, he's a, he's a tough kid. He's a physical kid. He's actually a pretty decent passer as well. So, so he's a fine player, but otherwise, I mean, when you look at this team and, and sometimes they'll get pressed and you don't know who they can rely on to either dribble them out of it or, or you know, command the basketball. And mm-hmm. There's nobody on the team that can do any of that, and, and yet they still win. And it's the, the things that we mentioned before. They're just tough as hell. They play really good defense, and they outwork you. I mean, it's not like Musselman's a bad coach who can't motivate his team, and yet that's a big win. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge win. They won. They won all the fifty-fifty balls. They just outworked them, and that's what they do. Yeah, Mississippi State was done, guys. We all knew that. We liked them. They had a light schedule. Uh, and then, you know, boom, we get to mid to late de- December. Uh, and then SEC play starts. You know, I'm looking at Kempom. They lost, what, eight out of nine. I mean, guys, at one point, this team was 12-8. and eight. They were 1-7 in the SEC, left for dead. How did they come back? I mean, what happened? Did somebody get healthy? Was there, uh, you know, was there a players-only meeting? I mean, they were done. Late January, this team was done three weeks ago well you saw signs in their losing stretch that they were closer than the record tells you i mean they played alabama really tough they they should have and i know close is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades or whatever the cliche is but (laughs) there were signs during that stretch that i mean if they they were horrible from the free throw line i mean they lost to georgia by eight which was really four because the game was there's just a few seconds left. They were down four, turned the basketball over, fouled, and Georgia made late free throws. But if I remember correctly, they missed like 15 free throws in that game in Athens that they lost. Wow. Uh, and it, it, was, it was things like that that they just weren't playing winning basketball. I know that's kind of a cliche as well, but it, it's not much different. It's just they went to Fayetteville and they made outside shots, or they started cleaning it up in the free throw line. They were a 50% shooting team from the free throw line uh, in that stretch. I mean, just horrible and they cleaned some of that up a little bit but nothing about the style has changed nothing about how they play has changed nothing it's just it's wild they they've made the right play at the right time to win some of these games and they got out of that funk that they were in but during that stretch you could see that they're closer than the record tells you that they are uh, just quickly before we get your in-depth uh, college baseball, uh, we do run our sister station. Does run the U of L baseball games? They're like top. They're top five or six. It, it ain't Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, I, I know that. Um, quickly, Michael Borky with us here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. You look at the game tonight. I, I guess. I mean, listen. It's it's a corny question, but what do you think happens? And then ultimately, do you think Mississippi State? Will make the NCAA tournament. I mean, they got a bunch of a bunch of quad two games, a bunch of winnable games the rest of the way. They they do, but that that's the thing. It's a bunch of landmines, right? You yeah. Can't go to Ole Miss and lose on Saturday. You, you can't lose to South Carolina, and you know it's you, you look at the schedule and think, well, that's a win. Oh, they'll win that game. But you guys know this. The SEC basketball gets weird sometimes, and, and so they can't afford to slip up in any of those. But. I kind of think they're going to win tonight. They are a confident basketball team. And Smith, which is weird to say from the conversation going into the season, but 
I, I think their best player has an advantage over Sheboy tonight, and, and it's oh, going to be an incredible Oscar's, environment. Oscar's been picked on all year. Michael, Oscar's been picked on in teams. Nate Oates is like, oh, yeah, we pick and rolled him to death. So I don't know how much pick and roll the, the Jans plays, but, I mean, coaches openly are talking about having their way with Oscar Sheboy. Now, he did bounce back last game and was better, but, again, he can have 22 and 15, and Kentucky can lose by seven, you know. It can't happen. Yeah. But, but that is, that's how Mississippi State will play. They'll play through Smith, and they'll just they'll physical Sheboy to death. And, and if he is not up for that challenge, then Kentucky's going to lose. What's the baseball update? Uh, where, where, the, where, where are the teams at? What are you guys talking today? Is it bullpen? Well, What's going on? Mississippi State has so many questions on the mound. I mean, oh, just, boy. When, when, when somebody asks you, you know, who's going to start on the, who's the weekend rotation? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea because it doesn't sound like Lamonis does either. That's their question mark. And it's a team that lost a bunch from last year's team that was objectively very bad. I mean, they had injuries. I understand that. But you don't finish last in the SEC just because of injuries. It was a bad baseball team. And you don't know who's going to be in their rotation. They've got a ton of questions that won't be answered for a while. Uh, for Ole Miss, coming off of a national championship, you know they lose their veteran in Tim Elko. Uh, they lose their, their Friday ace, but they still have a ton returning. It probably, uh, I say probably, it can definitely be a team that goes back to Omaha. There's a lot fewer questions uh, with Ole Miss than State. But it, it's so funny, man. Even despite finishing last in the SEC last year, more Mississippi State fans are excited about baseball starting with the VMI on Friday. <laughs> Than their basketball team right now. Come on, Jans. Come on. You got to win them the game. Oh, it, it hurts it's me. It's crazy. And, and that's just kind of a dynamic of the state anyway. But I, I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I love baseball. I do. I, I really I love it. But the fact that we are having to spend time on our show convincing people, like, hey, <laughs> something special is happening. You can make the tournament. It's really fun. Instead of people telling us that, blows my mind. Ah, negativity. That's what you need on Sports Talk Radio. My producer, Justin's the most negative man alive. Of course, his <laughs> basketball team has three wins, so I don't know. I'm really a Louisville to... fan. What am yeah, I going to do? Three, again, they have three <laughs> wins, Michael, and they play Virginia tonight. Uh, how about that? We did a little rotation talk. That's what we do. We give the people yeah. a little bit of everything here uh, on the take. Michael, appreciate the time, man. Uh, have a good show today. We'll catch up down the road. I'm sure these two teams' uh, paths will cross at some point, maybe in the NIT. And no doubt. We'll uh, talk to you guys again soon. All right, there we go. There you go. That's how we do it. Little rotation talk. We got to start doing a Louisville baseball segment. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we can do it. I, I like I, baseball. My problem is the, the college games, they have no, they, no. They, there's no rules around them. I mean, they, they don't have a pitch count or a pitch, uh, not a count, uh, a clock. We uh, Let's get the game going. Let's hurry the game along. You understand me? Hurry the game along. I'd say again, all my experience from UofL baseball is drinking. Is drinking. Is drinking. Was the dollar beers. Yeah. Dan McDonald took care of us. He did. He, he did. damn right he, he did. He came to all of our fraternity meetings. He Why? Paid, he paid for us to, oh, not all of them, but like uh, he, he came to a fight. He, he came for us to like pay. He paid. Did you for get us. spanked? No, like the Diener no, thing. No, Diener got thing. spanked. That throws me off a little bit. What? I, I mean, they I had was... a paddle. Diener and his buddy had a paddle. <laughs> I, 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 I what got... was it? Diener had a paddle, and then the other Diener's, guy had a no, had a cup. Diener's buddy had, has a paddle. He is a cup. So basically, 
I, this is not. This was not associated with my fraternity. Just right now, I know that they've been in trouble since I left. Uh, but basically, uh, I guess the the big brother would have a paddle that he would carry and he around, could, and Diener could have been paddled and at any time, at any moment that he wanted. Right. He could just whack him right in, you know, right, yeah, right there. But then I guess after Butt that, cheeks. in retribution, Diener has this giant mug that you can fill up with whatever you want. and He has to drink it. I think the mug Which, is worse than the than the, the paddle. The, it's much worse. I like, would totally let Strebel paddle me more. Than drinking mug juice, you've got to kneecap somebody. Then that's the only no, way. No, no, it's got to be on the ass. It. It's, it's on the ass. It is, but like you're the- not kneecapping somebody. You're not putting someone in the hospital. But it's not worth you're it. Ma- it's not worth it. Worth this. it. I'm not going to drink whatever. Dieter said he was going to urinate in it. I'm not going to drink anybody's urine. That's what I'm saying. The jug is worse than the paddle. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the jug is worse. Then the paddle needs to be worth doing it if you're going to have a retribution coming your way. You know what no, I mean? Like, I guess you're probably a, right. I don't know. I have a couple paddles, but they're just it's kind of a you have a so you do have paddles. Yeah, we have a paddle, but it's just a. Deck. You never got paddled. No, it's just no, it's just a it's a symbolic thing like your little brother makes for you and gives to you. When you, what hazing yeah. thing did you have to do? Oh, what did I have to do? Well, it's, I got to be careful because they're not far away from us right now. Um, <laughs> honestly, the, the dumbest <laughs> oh, thing. Right, you went to U of L. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking you went to like Michigan right, no, or something. No, what for, what right frat were you in? Well, I, Mitch I, was I, in a frat. Yeah, he was. Were I'm you not, teak? What I, were you? I would rather. Yeah, yeah. I would rather not disclose. But yeah, it was talk at <laughs> Epsilon. Um, we were known for the naughty schoolgirl party back in those days. I guess now that's not happening anymore. I don't know why. I guess maybe that's frowned upon. It's called Minority Hall. That's that's. <laughs> Dan Issel joke. Gotcha, Issel. If you're listening, I won. Yeah. I made the joke. Not you. Not you. Yeah, all that happened. We got in trouble. <laughs> Honestly, when I was there, we were good. We had a couple fights that happened and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah a couple fights. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's a couple fights. That's nothing. I remember I was vice president and people asked You were VP? Me, yeah, people asked me to run for president and I said, no way in hell because like, the president can basically put their, their, put their neck on the line. It looks good on a resume. It, it looks, tell it you looks matter. good on a resume. Did you read my resume when I sent it to you? No. No, it no. didn't. I, I, I yeah, no, I did. I, know I but put it there, but it was not. You're an old. You're an older man. Yeah, you're, you're, not a, you're not going that far yeah. down the list. And anymore. plus, when you're when you're a, when you're or when you're like younger, you've had jobs that like you know, yeah. that, like no offense, it's good. Great Buffalo that you had, Wild yeah, it's Wings. Great that you had a, at Buffalo yeah, it's Wild great that you were at PetSmart for a year and a yeah. half, but it's okay. It, it's so dumb too because I've had like three jobs like ever because like I mean I've been doing my investigative work since two thousand whatever twenty fourteen. So like since that then, started as a hobby. Yeah, it's started, <laughs> 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 that's right. Out, you know, tell go right out the window there baby hey you leave the windows open there's no law that says i'm not intruding if you leave the windows open texas says tell me more about the naughty schoolgirl party sign lachlan mcclain (laughs) lock lock may have been there there was swings there were there were swings we had swings you had swings from the ceiling there were yeah yeah there was some issues i think so who who are you uh who are you for i mean they're still going aren't they they are but they're not they're they're not what they used to be because well that's what everyone says your age no but like that's what everyone no but like some stuff happened like they can't do we had this like this red book you carry around and stuff like that and like and the red book i'm not giving away all the secrets here but like so you were teak right yeah okay but i think a buddy of mine went to a party of yours at headliners back in the day i think that sounds about right yeah that that sounds about right yeah headliners was one of the spots that was one oh, of them. Uh, I've seen some have? things there. Yeah, there's, oh, oh, there's maybe a change that floor. My wife Headliners changed that floor. My God, I'll tell you, my wife went with me to one of our formals. I think it was my wife and then another friend of mine. So I had two dates, and that was one bad start. Wait, 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 hang on. You had two dates? Well, I didn't know if my wife at the time, well, my wife at the time, my wife now, who I was. This is in college. Who I was pursuing. Oh, I didn't know you and your wife were college sweethearts. No, 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 we weren't. I pers- Okay, so I've. <laughs> I'd never... 
Listen, we got 12 minutes <laughs> until Pat 40. So we can okay? do this. And it's either that or yeah. we talk about what Michael Borky said right. about the weekend rotation Actually, for SEC baseball. Hey, that, that, okay, that, it's that, one or the other. The, the bit you had me cut, I love that. I absolutely, I can't wait to come back to that. Yeah, later. we can come back to but that. But anyway. James is the man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, he's, he's got some slime to him, too. Oh, oh, that's what we need. He's absolutely got it's, slime. That's what you, Louisville needs a little oh, slime we'd love right him. now. Anyway, my, <laughs> back then, um, so... When I say this, it sounds douchey. Oh, it sounds boy. extremely douchey, but like I've actually never. There's only one woman that I've pursued, actually, like asked out. Every other one has asked me out. Every other relationship I had started with them. My wife was the only one that I pursued. And I pursued her for a long time, so <laughs> she was worth it. You were like Dan Issel. <laughs> yeah, I was Issel. I, actually, that is not far off in the story. I didn't do as bad. I didn't like leave her. But I, for people that don't know, Issel at Georgia at Athens, they were flying out, and his girlfriend. At the time, kissed him in front of who is now his wife, and he basically chased after Sherry, his now wife, yep. and left the other girl standing on the tarmac. Had, didn't haven't spoken to her since. I mean, this he is Lane fifty Kiffender. some odd years ago. He Lane Kiffender. He, I totally Lane Kiffender. <laughs> totally. This is it's like fifty five years ago. It's a great story to dig up back in 2023. Right, you might as well tell the story now. Well, it's not really. I mean, there's not like much. To, okay, but basically, I didn't know. I, I mean, I kept putting, I kept putting feelers out there with my wife. It sounds weird to say that now, yeah. but at the time, it was just kind of my like, wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> sleep of wizard. It was a lot of no, no. There's a lot of no's. I was getting turned down a lot, but I wasn't. I don't like it. that. A lot of no's. Well, I, I just don't like that. It was a lot of. Okay, I knew what it was. It was there's a little bit. There was a little stench of douchiness on me. You know what I mean? Like you get I can a little see bit. that. She's a good girl. She was raised, you know. Ah, she went to gotcha. Christian school, all that stuff. Gotcha. Well, I would say now that it this, makes sense. This uh, this prep we went to uh, was a little bit shocking to her, and also, <laughs> but it's like. So the other girl was my friend who came with me. Uh, that like I it was female a, friend. Yeah, it was a female friend. It was okay. A, it was a it was another. Date. What do they say? Like, a, a plutonic relationship? Yeah, is that what they say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's just we're just friends. We've known each other for a long time. Played basketball together in like fifth grade, kind of thing. Like forever. Okay. For a long time, known her. But like I, it was just like hey, somebody to come along. In case I didn't, whatever. And then I got stuck with two of them, and it was awkward, and whatever. But they're friends now. Yeah, but the know. but the friend understood that at any point, your now wife was, could step that, up that and be number one. And at that point, she would fade into the background yeah. as your friend. She knew the right? game plan. I mean, like, that was the game plan. Yeah, they were, It's like developing a quarterback. Yeah. If you bring in Will Levis, yeah. you got to start Jared Stidham for a year exactly. so he gets acclimated to the offense. Yeah, she was like kind of like a wing woman of sorts. Just like, you know, like like being there, you know, just being there, having having somebody to hang out with. But she knew the game plan. She knew that there were other targets that were, that were the important. They were the kill zone. Uh, Texas <laughs> says, sounds like Sofero was part of taking down the banner. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I was never directly involved or linked with any of that, but but you probably I will knew say people. Shane Shane Mahanan and Kevin Ware were at every single one of our parties and our games. Good. They supported us. They used to. They You're damn good. I don't know where Shane got it, but Shane had like a markered up poster board that with yes. whatever on it during the, our games. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing out here? I, I know it's because yes, my my friend. That's uh, my guy. I doubt he's listening, but Jared Hina, which is Fred Hina's son, was his kids are all in our fraternity together and all that. So I think that's the main reason. why why they started coming. But that makes sense. You know, it just it grew. And it's grew. college. But yeah, Shane Mahanan, I remember him getting into you know well, you know, we Shane Mahanan. Also I didn't realize so he's one of the players that's not coming. 
for this. I, I guess I don't know. It's yeah. him and Russ Smith. Russ Smith well, has Russ a Smith's, job to play basketball. Yeah, he's over. In, uh, is he over in China? <laughs> yeah, Forget yeah. where he's at. Yeah, change is not allowed. Texas <laughs> says I can't decide if I love or hate Justin. <laughs> that's perfect. That's I think what I, need. I think that's what a lot of people feel right now. Yeah, they don't know if they like you or not, and that's a good thing. I want that. 50, no, 50. I think people feel the same. They just hate Strebel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, well, see, I don't know. I'm a Louisville fan. When Strebel first came on, he's gas bagging. He's whatever. He pissed me off a little bit. Good. But he's time, good. But, but, and then I heard it and I listened. He's I was a like, bad boy. And I realized some of this is fake. Like, some of this isn't real. <laughs> some of this is he's just getting all hyped up and huffing and puffing. But I realized he's actually, he's oh, a He fan. wants the attention. Yeah, he does. No he one wants him. the attention more than him. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> yes. I'm not, when, 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 when we're on remote and a BBN man comes by, you know, BBN. BBN Jimmy, you know, BBN Gary. There's nothing that makes him happier oh, in his yeah. life. Yeah, BBN Doug. Yeah, or there's, no, there's, Doug. there's nothing. Lock his answer back. I'm good. I'll start watching U of L UVA on DVR at eight. Remember, only suckers watch sports live. All right, you won, Lock. <laughs> you win. You win. Fine. I mean, I. I He's not wrong for this one. I mean, I, mean, I always watch But he's Clyde. a UVA okay. fan. If sports- he should be off work, and he should be down there at the Yum Center yeah. in club seats, yeah. or he should be up there with Terry, or should be up in a suite Smooth with Carolyn, all yeah. dressed up, watching the damn game. Yeah. He yeah. shouldn't be re- you know, reading, taping news that's going to play for the next 13 hours. Put Stop some, it. Put some moose in the bangs. You're good to go. Stop it. Let's take a break. Four three seven nine six eighty. Uh We will take a break. On the other end, Pat Forty joins us from Sports Illustrated. We'll talk with him. We'll do it next here on this Wednesday.